Welcome to the Wisdom in Christ podcast. My name is Brian Boy, and it's such a blessing and an honor to have you here. As we dive into this message today, we truly hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you and that your life will forever be changed by the words that you hear. If you want to find out more about Wisdom in Christ and our goal to teach people around the world how to have a relationship with Jesus, then please be sure to check out our website posted in the description. Until then, take care, God bless, and enjoy the episode. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you for another moment, Father, and an opportunity to spend another Sunday morning with you. And Father, as we go through this service, I pray that you will be with us, that you will lead us and guide us, Father, that you will bless us in everything that we do, and that you will show us, Lord, what your grace is and just how much you desire for us to receive it. We also pray and ask, Father, that as we learn about your grace, that you will teach us to be graceful, Father, that you will teach us how to walk and follow and talk with you, even in this way, God, and to exercise your grace in everything that we do and truly come to an understanding of the life that you desire for us to live here on this earth and the relationship that you desire to have with everyone here, Father, that is called by your name. We thank you and we praise you, Father, and it is in the name of your son, Jesus, that we ask and we pray all of these things. Amen. So good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Sunday morning here at Wisdom in Christ. My name is Brian Boyd. And today, as you can see by the title, we're going to be talking about receiving God's grace, right? And the subtitle here is the gift that keeps on giving. And so here, the thing about this is that this tip topic typically came from, I guess you say this mini series that we're kind of doing, uh, breaking down the various aspects of our faith. And so here we kind of talked about truth. We talked about faith. We talked about love and life. And today we're going to talk about the concept of grace. And this simply comes from the concept and the perspective of Ephesians chapter two, verse eight through nine. And it says here to for us by grace that we have been saved through faith. And this is not from ourselves, but this is from the gift of God, not by words, so that no man may boast. And the thing about this, and it's to come to the key understanding, of course, is that our God is gracious. He's gracious in everything that he does, and he extends his grace to us, even in times and moments that we may not be deserving. And it's through this example, through his example, that we can learn the meaning of what grace truly is and why it matters in our relationship with him and in our relationships with the people that he's created to have here on this earth. And so with this, the first point that we want to go to is going to be the fact that number one, we are saved by grace. And here, once again, that's Ephesians chapter two, verse eight through nine, where it says, for it is by grace that we have been saved through faith, you know, not from ourselves, but it is truly the gift of God. And here we come to the understanding through the words of Paul, that grace itself is the kindness and the favor that God freely offers to all of humanity. And it is because of this grace, right, that God sent his son Jesus into this world to die for our sins and restore the relationship that we lost with him. And it is because of that, everyone, that, you know, we're able to truly live and enjoy the life that God is calling us to. And this is something that, you know, God, doesn't ask for us to repay, right? Because we can't repay or give anything in exchange for the life of Jesus. But instead, the only thing that God is asking us to do is simply have faith in the sacrifice that Jesus made for us so that we can receive the abundant grace that he has already given us. And I think that's so beautiful about this is the fact that grace itself is mentioned by Paul in the scripture as a gift. This is something that God freely gives. But when you look at gifts, even in the common sense of us giving gifts to other people, 
people right there's two exchanges that we have to have because one i have to buy the gift and give it to someone but then on their end they have to be willing to take action to receive that gift and that is the exact expression of what it is like with us because jesus has already did the work god has already did the work through his son jesus right jesus already given his life for us so that we may have you know a great relationship with god so that we may get a chance to experience who god really is and the life that he has for us but on the opposite end right we have to be willing to receive the gift and the belief that jesus is indeed the son of god that he did make that sacrifice and that through him we can have life and we can have life more abundantly but it's on our end in order to receive that that we're able to truly experience those things and that is something that god has given us all because even the bible says that you know we all have been given a measure of faith so god in a sense has already done the work for us the only thing we have to do is act on the stuff that he's already done in order to receive that and i think that even when you look at the bible there are so many examples and expressions of you know god's grace and god's favor towards us and i think one of the first expressions that you really see that in is the story of noah's art in genesis chapter 6 because here you know at this particular point in time the bible says that the world was continually evil in the sight of god that man did everything that was evil in his sight like they was going they did all kind of manner of evil and stuff that you know god didn't desire and it says that he got to a point where he began to regret the fact that he had made man he made humanity and that the earth ended up becoming the exact opposite of what he originally intended and so at this particular point in time the lord decided to flood the earth out and to simply wipe everything out but before that time came he wanted to give humanity 120 years to essentially get right with him to turn away from the things that they were doing and to come back to, you know, who he called them to be into his original desire that he had for them. And in this particular time, though, you know, God found and had grace on this man named Noah and his family because Noah was a per the only person in this world at this time that, you know, still lived with God. Like he was still on his journey with him. And God actually chose Noah because of the faith that he had in him, the faith to know him and to follow him and to walk with him, to be the person that was able to build the ark, you know, gather all the animals and his family on that ark and then start the earth over after the earth was flooded the first time. And I know that when you look at Noah's ark as whole when you look at this story it's really a touchy topic in our faith because people often ask the question like you know if we serve a god of love and a god of compassion why would he flood the earth to start with right i think that when you look at the core of this story for what it is you begin to see something so much deeper because even in the time where when people was living this life and the earth had ended up being in this state which was the complete opposite of what god originally intended where people were taking advantage of each other they was hurting and robbing and stealing and killing and all of the things that we see in our world today but multiplied right even in the midst of all of those things and humanity deserving you know to an extent you know recompense for the stuff that they did god still had mercy on us as a whole and desire to save us and it's for us to truly be here to the point to where we are today and so i think that when you look at this and you look at the story of noah and you look at how god had you know guided them through this journey and then even when they got off the ark how he was with them and how they went out and repopulated the lands and all of the earth it just shows us once again the grace that he had because even in that state he didn't want to completely wipe everything out he didn't want to completely start over but instead he wanted us to 
instill inherit all of the amazing things that he has for us and when you see that and we look at noah's art story in that way it truly helps you appreciate you know all of the things that god truly desires to do with us and it shows us just the expression of his grace because even when we make mistakes today even when we do things that are not of god and even if god has to remove us or take us out of situations that you know was going to destroy us right he's gracious to put us somewhere else he's gracious to help us start from where we are and he's gracious to walk us down the path of life that we're supposed to go and so ultimately everyone you know the point that i want to make here is that the lord has often allowed us all to see the grace that he's given us right he's offered this to all of us and the way that we simply have to receive this grace is the same way that noah did in this story and that is to simply have faith in him and follow the path that he has for us and even when you go back to looking at the expression of faith as i mentioned earlier right as being the way that we receive god's grace and you go into the story of noah right god came to noah he told noah everything that he was going to do he asked noah to build the ark and gather the animals and noah by faith had access to do all of those things he took action on those things and because of that not only was his family saved not only were the animals of the earth saved but essentially all of humanity was saved in that one action and so when you look at that and you break it back to our lives in this day and time, there are going to be times that God is going to call us to do those things because he's already given us grace to do things in this earth. He's always given us grace to do his work. And if we simply have faith in the things that he's calling us to do, then we're able to not only do things for our benefit and his benefit, but to the benefit of everyone that's around us. And in my personal opinion, there's truly nothing better than to be able to do those things. And I think that even as you go a little bit further in the concept of grace right the second story that comes to mind is the one given in luke chapter 17 right where jesus tells us about the pharisee and the tax collector and if you don't know the parable essentially the pharisee and the tax collector they come to god into the temple and they pray and so the pharisee on one side of the temple he's praying and telling god about all the things that he's done he says that you know i keep the law every day i fast and i pray i pay my tithes i do everything that you know the law says that I should do in order to receive your salvation, your favor, and your grace. And then on the other side, right, you have a tax collector, which is on the complete opposite side of the temple, which is also complete opposite side of what you would believe is deserving the mercy and grace and all of those things, because he's somebody that by nature at that time, you know, took advantage of people. They took advantage of, you know, taking their money. They took advantage of putting laws and regulations on them that would more or less, you know, derive them of having a decent life and so here the tax collector simply says the lord have mercy on me a sinner he doesn't acknowledge the fact that you know he's done all of these things it's worthy of salvation but instead he humbles himself before god he acknowledges his faults and he asks the lord for mercy and at the end of the parable jesus says that you know despite them being in very different situations despite them on the outside right being two completely different people that were deserving of two different cases he says that the tax collector was the man that ended up being justified with God, not the Pharisee that prayed every day, not the one that fasted, not the one that paid his tithes, not everyone that did everything by the book, but the man that acknowledged his faults before God knew that he messed up and asked for mercy in form of humility. And that is the person that was justified by God's grace. But the thing here that you see in this story is that even if we make mistakes, right, even if we're not perfect people, even if we're filled with flaws, 
laws and insecurities, and even in this case of the tax collector injustice, right? If we go to God and we're faithful to ask for his forgiveness and we're willing to follow the path that he's given us, right? Then we will receive the grace that he's given us through his son, Jesus. And ultimately, everyone, there's nothing no better than that. And it's something that God has already done. And to sum up this point, as I said before, like the work has already been did, like God has already given us the grace, right? The only thing that we have to do is simply receive that grace by faith. And that is simply believing in his son, Jesus, and understanding that he died on the cross to die for our sins and restore our relationship with him. If we simply believe in that, we believe in his son and we follow the path that God has for us in this life, then we're going to end up receiving God's grace. And even if we make mistakes, right? Even if we stumble, even if we fall, even if we may do things that may not be inside God's will or character for our life, right? If we turn away from those things that we ask God for his help and for his forgiveness, then he will keep us on the path that we're supposed to go. And that brings us perfectly, perfectly, perfectly into the second point of this. And that is the fact that God gives us grace to do his work. And it comes from Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, actually. And it says here, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which Christ prepared for us in advance to do. And so here, ultimately, you know, what Paul is saying is that the Lord had laid out everything that we were supposed to do before we were born. Right. And that includes all the things that we we're going to succeed at and everything that we were going to fail at. Right. He knew before we were born, all of our faults, all of our doubts, all of our failures, all of our successes. He knew the good and the bad and everything that we were going to do down to the smallest decision. But despite all of those things that God knew about us, despite all those things he knew we were going to do in our lifetimes, he decided to make us anyway. And God is so patient. God is so graceful. God is so faithful to the, go along this path with us in life and help us fulfill our purpose and our works in him, despite the mistakes and things that we're going to make. And that in itself is truly the greatest expression of God's grace towards us, because it's even in knowing that we're flawed, knowing that we're going to make mistakes, knowing that there may be times where we may turn away from him, right? That God is still going to extend his love. He's going to extend his favor. He's going to extend his compassion to us anyway, to pull us back to the path that he desires for us to go. And so it's Essentially, everyone, it just shows us that God really has set this up for us to succeed. Like there's truly no way we can fail in this life. And although we may have bumps along the road, there may be times where we may fall away for God and make decisions that may not be in our best interest or his best interest. Right. That he's able to pull us back and grow us down the path. And I think personally, even for me, that's always been a hard thing to understand, because even today, sometimes when I mess up on God or when I do things that I don't think you know, that I know I should have known better in and I know I should have turned away from, right? Like the Lord still has grace on me. And I think that for me, that's better. And it's something that I'm still trying to come to terms with, because even in times where I make mistakes, as I mentioned before, like I do think that, you know, God is going to judge me or he's going to keep me from those things. But instead, every time he always reassured me that it's okay, that as long as you come back to me, I will pull you where you're supposed to go. I will guide your hand and I will walk you graciously down the path. Right. And I think for me, that's always been a beautiful thing. And it's something that even today, like I said, as a pastor of knowing God, 
God's grace and knowing that he does those things is still kind of hard for me to receive. But I'm here to tell you, even today in front of you all that I'm open to receive those things. I'm always open to go down this path that God has for me. And even in the midst of making mistakes and being hard on myself of learning to let those days go over time and to simply let God be God and draw me down the path that he desires for me to go. And I think that, you know, if we all kind of get to that point to where we're able to acknowledge our faults and not necessarily beat ourselves up, but understand, you know, the mistakes that we made and simply how to correct those things or allow God to help us through, then we'll all be in a better place and we won't necessarily fall into condemnation or fall into a place or fall into a pit of despair where we're we're not going to come out, but instead we're able to graciously walk with God, understand that, hey, you know, I made a mistake today, but this doesn't have to be my mistake in my story tomorrow. This doesn't have to be my mistake in my story 10 minutes from now that now I know how to do better. Now I know where I fell at. Now I'm able to navigate the path and become a better person, a better person in God, better person for people, better person for myself, for my family and for everyone that is around us. And I think that's so beautiful in that extent that we're able to actually do those things but ultimately everyone you know even outside of that the last story that i kind of have for you today to kind of bring about the path that god desires us to do his work is that we look at the chapter of deuteronomy chapter 17 because here you know god is giving them issues and decrees or their land the things that they're going to do when they go into the promised land and here in this particular passage right he outlines everything he desires for them to have when they go and ask him for a future king. And the thing that's so interesting, reading this particular passage in the Bible, and then read it forward, is that you come to learn that God never desired Israel to have a human king to rule over them, but it's that he always desired to rule over them himself. But when you look at this, right? It just shows even in this passage, like the grace and the compassion that God has, because even though this goes against his very desire of being their king, right? He wanted Israel to instead have a king that had that aligned their hearts and their minds with him so that he could still bring about the change that he wanted so that he could still do the good works that he desired to do in them. And the greatest work that God wanted to do through Israel was allow them to be the nation that he brought his son Jesus through so that we could once again have our relationship and our lives restored with God. And so we could have the life and the life more abundantly that he offers through him. And so when you look at this story and you look at even in this laws and his decrees that even in God not wanting this, him still allowing this to take place and allowing his will to show through really ultimately shows the grace that God has for us that even in times where we may turn away from God and may do things that's not aligned with his will, that he still extends his grace, his favor, and his mercy to draw us back to the path that we're supposed to do and achieve the outcomes that he ultimately desires for our life. But once again, even in this story, looking at Deuteronomy, right, he wanted someone that aligned with his heart, aligned with his mind. And it just shows us even in today's time, right, that although we may make mistakes, once again, as long as we keep our hearts and our minds aligned with God, that he can truly make all things work together for our good, that he can make all of those things work together for his good. But it's once we continue to keep sight on that, that we're able to do those things. And if we lose sight of that, right, if we go outside of his will, if we go outside of the things that we don't desire to turn back, then that's where things start to go wrong. That's when our lives start to slowly fall apart. That's when our lives start to go to a place to where, 
you know, we end up becoming everything that we're not supposed to be. But even in those states, everyone, God is still willing. He's still able. He's still gracious to draw us back. And the Lord will do those things throughout the course of our lives, because there's been several times in my life. I'm telling you that I've been through situations and there have been moments where, you know, I had fell away from God that he would in the most odd ways, right? With send people, he'd send places, he'd send verses and things to draw me back. And it has been in some of the most beautiful ways possible. And I remember the other day, you know, telling the story about how, you know, I was at this particular point in my life where I kind of fell away from the Lord, how he sent like a homeless veteran to come and talk to me. And it was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. And essentially at that particular time, I had got so caught up with partying and drinking and doing all of these things that, you know, my faith really began to be affected and hindered. I definitely wasn't, you know, going to church like I was supposed to. I definitely went praying like I was supposed to. And I was starting to stray further and further away from the path that God had for my life. And in that particular time, as I remember, like I remember story just like it was yesterday. I was, woke up one morning and I was going to work and I had like $5 on my dresser. Right. And at that particular time, the Lord say, hey, you know, take this $5 and go, go to work. And so at that particular time, I didn't know why I grabbed the $5, but I took it anyway. I was like, okay, Lord, I'll follow you in the things that you're supposed to do. And as I went down there, you know, I went down to work, I went to my parking garage or whatever. And as I came out, there was a homeless veteran that was down there, you know, selling flowers. And so he would typically come down there every now and then he would sell flowers in exchange for food, you know, so he could get money and all the paper and stuff. And then at that particular point, that day, like I had gave him like $2 or whatever. And I told him, you know, you can keep the flowers. So I don't really have anyone to give them to or anything like that. And at that particular time, it just struck up a conversation. And he began to talk to me and tell me about his life, tell me about God and tell me how he began to come to the Lord. And then in the midst of that 20 minute conversation at the very end, he talked to me and he said, you know, I can tell you love the Lord, but I can also tell you're on the fence. Right. And in that particular situation, it struck me because at that particular point in time, the man was completely right in the things that he was doing, because although, you know, my heart was still kind of aligned with God, although I was in this path where I kind of wanted to follow him, I was still so caught up with the world and all the things that I wanted to do that I wasn't necessarily hearing him the way that I was supposed to be hearing him. But even in the midst of that situation, right, I was willing, I was still open to receive the word of the Lord. And I was still willing and open to follow the path that he had for me. And so at that particular point, right, even in the midst of that struggle, I came out the very next day, went down the same way, got the same $2 in my hand and gave to the guy. And in the midst of that conversation, I talked to him. I thanked him for the day before. I thanked him for, you know, the revelation that he kind of gave me and about the way he talked about his life. And then at that particular time, he opened up and simply said, hey, like, you know, do I know you? Because I've never seen you a day in my life. And in that like the story completely shocked me because I just spent 20 minutes talking to this man the day before. Mind you, the man, you know, he talked to me about his life and all his things that poured out his heart. We had this deep conversation. And in the very next day, like the same guy that I had that conversation with didn't know me at all. Like I knew at that point in time that that was the Lord speaking to me. Right. And that was the Lord trying to get my attention. And even in the midst of that story and in that situation, that was the thing that turned me completely back. That was the thing that aligned my heart and my mind with the Lord again and allowed me to go down the path. But once again, the reason why this story is so significant, even in my aspect, is that it shows me that even in the times where I may fall away from God or I may not be as inclined to follow him, right, that he will 
use anyone or anything to draw me back on the path that he has for me. And I say that because he'll do the same thing for you, no matter where you are, what you're doing. If you're in a path where God doesn't want you to be, he will pull you back. But ultimately, you have to be receptive to the things that he's telling you. You have to be receptive to the things that he's trying to show you. And by being receptive to those things, then you will be able to receive the grace, the faith, the truth, and all of these things that he offers to those who love him. And you're able to once again experience more than any Thing else, the amazing, amazing opportunity to have a relationship with him and to truly know him, his son, Jesus, and the things that he desires for you to do. But ultimately, everyone, that more or less concludes the video. I don't know why I went on that tangent. I just want to say that first off. So I don't know who that was for, but if you're out there, you're listening, this story applies to you. Just know to continue trusting the Lord. Turn back to him if you're on the path or you're on the fence where you want to follow him, but you also want to do your own thing and just come back to him because God has the ultimate life. He has the ultimate plan for you. And if you're faithful to follow that plan, then you will end up having everything that you could desire and more. So please stay on the path. I'm praying for you, whoever you are, wherever you're at, and just know that he will keep you. He will guide you. He will lead you, but you have to be willing to follow him. And by having faith and trusting in the direction that he has for you, you'll be able to receive all those things, no matter how hard, no matter how difficult, no matter how impossible they may seem to be. But anyway, outside of that, everyone, I just want to say thank you once again for tuning in. Once again, this is the concept of receiving God's grace. And the thing that I want to just take away from this video is that more than anything else, God is with you every step of the way. All right. God has already done the work. He's already sent his son, Jesus, to this world. Jesus already died for our sins. Jesus already done everything that we could do, things that we couldn't do, and things that were impossible for us, all for the matter of us being able to receive the grace of God, to receive his favor, to receive his mercy, and receive the opportunity to have a relationship with him. And the only thing that we have to do, everyone, is simply have faith in who God is and being willing to follow down the path that he has for us. And if you have a person and you're in a place where you don't necessarily know what faith is, and I highly recommend that you check out the video we did a few weeks ago talking about what faith is and understand and how it works because that video will help you understand you know how to take this journey of life with the god that we serve but with that being said that is it everyone i want to thank you all for tuning in once again to go in as you go down this path of life continue to be blessed in everything that you do and continue to know that god is with you every step of the way but until next time i'll see you all next sunday and continue to be the amazing people that god is calling you to become peace <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to our episode today. If this message has been a blessing to you, we pray that you will leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform and that you will share this with a friend who may be in need of it. Until next time, take care. God bless. And we pray that we will see you all very, very soon.